comes to cross the king, a place of dread and suffering. Forged in terror and filled with fears, hopeless daydreams and desperate nightmares. Television, the great American pacifier. We spend our days on the outside looking in, but how many of us dream of being on the inside looking out? I submit to you the harrowing tale of Judy Alice Brown, housewife, mother, living a life of quiet desperation so many of us know all too well. We joined Judy in the middle of another thankless morning, fixing breakfast for her husband and children before sending them off to work and school. If only her mind were on the task at hand. Ow! All right, darling. It's this darn bacon grease popping everywhere. <laughs> that all? I just have so much to do today. Laundry, shopping, cleaning. Nobody cares. We're starving. One moment, children. Mommy's scrambling you some eggs as soon as this bacon's done. Ow! Careful, dear. Look at the time. Better get a move on. But you haven't had breakfast. Now you know Mr. Pritchett. Give me a kiss. Hey, a real kiss. Can't you see I'm busy? Aren't you always? Good day, kids. Steady hard, eh? Kids, did you finish all your homework? We don't have homework today, silly. No? Yeah, it's the school harvest festival. You were supposed to make cupcakes. No one told me that. Didn't you give Mom the class notice? I forgot. Mary and Joseph, Mommy will bring the cupcakes to you by lunch. Now run along. But we haven't had breakfast yet. Yeah, and it smells like it's burning. Mommy bird breakfast. Bobby bird breakfast. Bobby bird breakfast. Bobby bird breakfast. After a rushed breakfast of cold cereal befitting their mother's increasingly cold life, the children scurried off to school, leaving poor mother to fulfill her domestic baking duties. If only Judy had remembered to buy vanilla extract, she would never have had to borrow any from that neighbor. Hello? Oh, Judy, how are you? A bit frazzled, Betty. I was wondering if I could trouble you for a teaspoon of vanilla extract. Of course, come in. Pardon the mess, I just haven't been able to keep up of late. This way, through the living room. Cup of sugar, you said? Vanilla, if you would. I was supposed to make cupcakes for Truman Elementary's Harvest Festival today, and my children never told me. Oh, no! How are little Dorothy and Jimmy? Dottie and Timmy are quite well, thank you. Great. I'll be right back with the, um, vanilla? Yes, thank you. My, look at all these unfolded clothes. Betty certainly has an interesting sense of housekeeping, doesn't she? No doubt from having one of these blaring monstrosities in the house. What's so exciting about these programs anyway? A queen? <laughs> well, I'm not holding my breath.
Oh, that poor woman. How dare they air her dirty laundry on television? I'm back! Took me a moment to find your baking powder. Oh, look! Queen for a day. I was waiting for it to come on. You mean you enjoy this trash? Well, I dare say it's a bit gossipy. But the things these women have been through, it's just so compelling. I'm afraid I can't help tuning in. It seems so awful. Why, this poor woman's husband died. Oh, honey, that's nothing. Last week, they had a woman with four children whose house burnt down after her husband had run off with his secretary. Gracious me! Yes, but that's the trick of it. Whoever sob stories the saddest is elected queen for a day. <sighs> I'd love to be treated like a queen for once. I guess my life just isn't sad enough. You're telling me, neighbor. Some days I have half a mind to drive Harold and me into debt just for the chance at a little recognition for all I do around here. Oh, the things you say. What time is it? I really must be on my way. I'm late enough with these cupcakes already. You can't leave! They haven't crowned a queen. Oh, gosh. Maybe just a few more minutes. Later that evening... Where's dinner? I want meatloaf! Baked potatoes! We're so hungry, we're gonna die! Ah! Quiet, please! Mommy's behind because she had to make cupcakes for you today. But you brought them too late! Yeah, the festival was over! If only I hadn't spent so much time watching that awful program over at Betty's. I'm a terrible mother. Yeah, you're the worst. Hi, kids. How was school today? Mommy forgot cupcakes and ruined the whole day. She did? Bad, Mommy. Would a brand new Westinghouse television make things better? What? You got us a TV? How about you go out by the car and help me bring it in? Let's go, Dottie! Howdy doody time forever! I can't believe you bought us one of those contraptions. You know they dull the mind and ruin the attention span. Lighten up, dear. It's 1956. Not owning a television? Why, that's downright un-American. Besides, you've seemed so stressed lately. I thought this may help take the edge off your day. Abe Walters tells me his wife Betty just loves their set. I got the same model. Oh, honey, it's just... Those things have a way of taking over a person's imagination. I'm worried it will erode the quality of our family time. I want you to take it back. Out of the question. I promise this television set's gonna make for a whole new you. That's what I'm afraid of. We now join our beloved wife and mother, Judy Brown, three weeks after her husband's contentious purchase where a few attitude changes have taken place. Equipment number four. Number one. Number one. Why is everyone clapping for Mrs. Susan Foster from Lincoln, Nebraska? Can't they see Mrs. Abigail Hoskins from Evanston, Illinois has had it much harder since her husband's leukemia forced him to close his automobile repair business? Bobby, Bobby, we need chicken soup! Can't you see I'm in the middle of my show? But we're sick, Mommy. <laughs> when do we get to watch TV, Bobby? When Mommy's not stressed anymore and you're not helping. But Bobby! Hold on, Dottie. 
Hello? Oh, Betty, I can't believe it either. One second. Why are you kids still here? Back to bed with you. Come on, Daddy. Mommy doesn't love us when a program's on. What, Betty? Oh, no, they're homesick today. The flu's been passing around school. No, nothing bad enough to get anyone elected queen, though you wouldn't know it from how dramatic they're being. I know, today was an upset. Just shows any time a woman has more than five kids, she always wins. Oh, Betty, we simply must get out there one day to see it live. All right, bye. <sighs> if only my life were bad enough to be a queen, that'd be the day. Maybe I'll call the producers anyway, just because. I suppose it couldn't hurt to find out the application process. Hello, operator. Connect me to NBC Studios Los Angeles, please. Yes, California. Thank you. Hello, I'd like to be queen for a day. Yes, you see, my children are very sick and... I see. How many entries a day? Oh, my. You have to fill out the form at the show, then. Okay, thank you very much. 2,000 entries a day. Surely my life would never stand out, though I dare say I'm no less desperate than the worst of them. If only my life on the outside reflected how I feel on the inside, they'd have no choice but to crown me. Why, they may even decide I deserve a Hawaiian vacation. But how to make it a reality? Dare I do such a thing? Oh, perhaps it's best not even to think about it. Better to just do it. Why, you deserve it, Mrs. Judy Alice Brown. Or should I say, my majesty. <clears throat> Children, come here, please. We feel terrible, Mommy. Yes, and I know just the thing you need. A cold, stiff breeze works wonders to reinvigorate the body. Now go outside and play without your jackets. We don't want to. That's enough back talk, Dottie. You're going outside and enjoying it. We can't have you getting any sicker now, can we? Come on, Dottie. We can pretend we're Arctic explorers that are gonna die or something. <gasps> yes, pretend to freeze to your deaths. Why, it may even happen. Oh, Judy, you are bad after all. <laughs> Later that night. Well, Judy, it certainly makes for a somber occasion to have dinner with our children sick upstairs. But I can't say it isn't lovely to spend a nice, quiet meal with you. Just like old times, isn't it, dear? Yes, indeed. Say, what kind of soup is this? Lipton brand instant French onion soup. Such a time saver. Betty told me about it. <clears throat> of course she did. What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. I'm glad you found a friend with whom you can commiserate. I'm glad you think so, because Betty and I want to take a little trip to Los Angeles. California? Yes, we want to go to NBC Studios and see a taping of our favorite show. All right, this has gone far enough. First it was the housekeeping, then it was the food, and now you want to take a trip all the way to California just to see a taping of a show? You've changed, Judy. Or rather, that machine has changed you, and not for the better. Well, I say... Say all you want! 
Tomorrow I'm getting rid of that damn thing. No, you can't! It's for your own good, Judy. I bought that set hoping it would make you relax and enjoy yourself more. Never did I think it would help this much. You're a cruel man, Mr. Thomas Brown, denying your wife the one joy she has in her day. <coughs> what about your husband and children? What about them? All right, that's quite sufficient. Tomorrow the TV goes and you go back to cooking and cleaning like you used to. When we were happy. <laughs> when you were happy. I mean it, Judy! Now, I invited Mr. Pritchett and his wife over to dinner this Friday, and I want you to fix a nice, classic American pot roast. Do you hear me? No instant soups, no canned gravies, no air sats, nothing. Real food for a real meal. Maybe you should make it. I'm serious. Clean this place up, too. You gotta understand, this is my boss. A good meal today may very well mean the big promotion tomorrow. I suppose we need the money. What with the medical bills? Pardon? Our children. They were playing outside in the cold earlier, no jackets on. It's a wonder if they aren't coming down with pneumonia as we speak. Weren't they bedridden with the flu? What on earth possessed them to go outside? I made them, of course. What? Maybe it was a bit rash, but they've been driving me loony. I thought it would be a refreshing change of pace if they were laid up in the hospital for a while. Oh, do let's drop them off tomorrow after you get rid of the television. You've gone daffy, Judy Alice Brown! But with the TV and the children gone, why, it really will be like old times. Don't you just adore it? Sure enough, the next day saw the children in the hospital and the television removed. Though it only made it as far as the front hallway before Tom returned from his 55 DeSoto with a tire iron and did permanent damage to its resale value. Tom, having to work, begrudgingly entrusted his wife to check up on their suffering children. Judy immediately went to her friend Betty's house to begin the next phase of her plan. Oh, Betty, thank you again. What a nightmare I'm going through. My children laid up in the hospital, and what's worse, Tom's been on a rampage. A rampage? Last night he was so upset about the children that he put a tire iron through the screen of our Westinghouse. That's the same model as we have. Oh, you poor thing. Oh, Betty, he thinks it's my fault the children are so sick. Why, he called me a bad mommy. Can you believe it? I don't know how you put up with him. They ought to make you a saint. You're too kind. The truth is, I don't know how much longer I can do it. I need a vacation. What about my needs? Am I bad for thinking that? Absolutely not. Sometimes you need to treat yourself. Personally, I take a spa day every other week. What about if we went to Los Angeles to see Queen for a day? California? I know it's a long way, but it would mean so much to me. Judy, I'd love to, but my husband, well, this is embarrassing, but he really doesn't make enough money to indulge me the way I'd prefer. I hate to say this, I don't think I can afford it. That's okay. Tom started a savings account for the two of us with strict instructions not to touch it unless completely necessary. Well, the way our marriage is going, I think it's necessary. I'll pay for the trip, but it's our little secret, okay? Once this plan is in action, there's no turning back. Oh my. Secrets aren't really my strong suit, but I suppose if a trip to Los Angeles is involved, especially to see Jack Bailey in action. Speak of the devil. That handsome, handsome devil. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. It's quite all right. I'll tell you the plan after the show. Hmm? 
Later, later. The big day came. Dinner with the boss and his wife. True to promise, Judy had cleaned the house from floor to ceiling and prepared a homemade meal from scratch. Had our dear Judy homemaker somehow returned to being the woman she once was? Now, I'm not saying Vice President Nixon's a crook. Just that Eisenhower counts his fingers every time they shake hands. <laughs> oh, that's rich. I have to say, Tom, this has been a treat. That pot roast, this apple pie, ha, to die for. We have my wife to thank for all this. A real treasure, isn't she? Is that why you treat me like fool's gold? <laughs> She's a real kidder. I told you, Judy, not in front of the boss. Wish my wife were half the cook you are, Mrs. Brown. <laughs> Old Carol here, she makes everything from a mix. Instant coffee, instant potatoes, instant cakes. So, you've always sought instant satisfaction every other way I can think of. <laughs> she's, a, she's a real getter. I told you, Carol, not in front of the employees. Tell you what I take blame for all this? Those damn television commercials telling you that you deserve such convenience. Ugh, not again, Robert. It's true. You were never this way until we got that Hoffman Cullicaster. I tell you, they ought to call them Faustus radios. The tax on your soul they charge. <laughs> Say, Tom, didn't I once hear you talking to Walters about purchasing a Westinghouse? I'd love to see it. I'm afraid you can't. Tom smashed the screen. He did? Well, I... Uh, he was quite angry. Judy. Now hold on. Why was your husband so upset, dear? <laughs> he thinks I'm a bad mommy! That can't be true. <laughs> oh, but it is. Our children are in the hospital with pneumonia and he blames me for it. Says I made them go outside without jackets on. Just ludicrous! <laughs> Shouldn't you be with them now? I want to be, Mr. Pritchett. I really do. Tom said that it was more important I clean the house and cook dinner for you. I wasn't even supposed to mention them. I'm... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I can explain. I've heard quite enough. Imagine putting your wife through all this just to impress the boss. I expected more from you, Mr. Brown. Guess that promotion will have to wait. But, sir... Don't start. See you in my office first thing Monday. Good night. And for God's sakes, let your wife take care of her children. Come, Carol. Uh, night, Judy. Night, Tom. Robert, if we hurry home, we can still catch Treasure Hunt on ABC. Oh, let's get going. <laughs> well, I'd say that was a success. Where are you going? None of your business, you nutter. Don't forget your coat. <laughs> Tom didn't come home that night, nor the next. For Judy, this was just as well as it gave her time to put the final phase into motion. There he is. Okay, Judy, you've come this far. You can do this. There. A nice warm fire for my troubled husband. Welcome home, honey. Let me take your coat. 
How about you take a hike? Oh dear. Had a bit to drink, have we? Can't say I blame you. I've been behaving quite poorly, and I do want to make it up to you. Please, come sit. Your meal is in the oven, and I've prepared this nice, warm fire for you. This another trick? No trick. You deserve a loving, supportive wife. What did you fix? Baked Virginia ham. Oh, my favorite, eh? Pour me a drink first while I sit down. Absolutely. Scotch and soda? Hold the soda and make it a double. Here we are. I'll be right back. Quite a fire. Could she finally have come to her senses? Hard to believe. Baked ham with mashed potatoes and asparagus. And there's a chiffon cake waiting for you in the kitchen. That sounds delightful. You know, I really don't understand you, Judy. First, you want to kill my children. Then you make me look like a monster in front of my boss, and now you want to make nice? I don't know what's come over me lately. To be honest, I don't think it was that television set at all. It was something else already deep inside me. I suppose seeing all those other lives being broadcast every day set off this feeling of disconnection I didn't even know I had. I've been acting out because, well, I guess I wanted to feel like I was a part of something bigger than myself. Well, I suppose I'm to blame for this as much as anyone. Though you've made some extreme choices, I could see how taking care of your family the way you do could be a bit grueling and thankless. Heck, the reason I bought that TV was to pacify you since I didn't know what else to do. I'll try and pay more attention to you from now on. Oh, I love you. I love you too. Sorry about the kids and the promotion. <sighs> They'll get better. And it's just money. So glad to hear you say that. Oh, look, the fire's dying down. I'll build it back up. Hey, what are you throwing in there? Are those dollar bills? Yes, it's the last of our money from our bank account. What? Like you said, it's just money. Give me those bills. Our savings. We're ruined! How will we pay our children's medical bills? Don't look at me, I didn't fail to get promoted. Oh, you! I ought to murder you, you know that? Throw you on the fire and see how well you burn! Tom, please, you were so happy just a minute ago. Damn you, Judy Alice Brown! I want you out of this house. <laughs> Don't you try those tears on me! You're a danger to your family, and you know it! Fine! I'll just grab my suitcase and be on my way. Oh, here it is behind the sofa. You are planning on leaving? I suppose that's none of your business. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have an early flight to catch. Is this about that show? Goodbye, Tom. That's it, Judy. The hard part's over. Judy! Get back here and explain yourself! Judy! Judy! Don't answer. Straight to Betty's, then to the motel. This time tomorrow, you'll be in sunny Los Angeles, ready to claim your crown. <laughs> I 
Ah, Tinseltown, the city of angels. Who among us can truly resist the allure of Hollywood's siren charm? Even Judy, with all her family troubles, couldn't help but brighten up. Then again, she was finally about to see her favorite television program live. And who knows? Maybe they'd even select her to participate. Oh, Betty, I'm so excited I can barely breathe. Me too, Judy. I just can't wait to see that Jack Bailey. How's my hair? Never better. Do you think it's wrong I filled out that application card? After all you've been through, you deserve to be queen for a week. Look, it's starting. And once again, live from the Moulin Rouge in Hollywood, we bring you Queen for a Day. Brought to you by Epsident, for people who like to smile and sing with sewing machines. Now with the new automatic zigzagger. And now, here's your king, Mr. Jack Bailey. Look, it's him. I'm trembling all over. It's really happening. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I have just one question. Would you like to be Queen for a Day? And now, I'd like to bring down the following contestants, if I could. Mrs. Fran Childress of Omaha, Nebraska. Miss Jane Dudowski from Berkeley, California. And Miss Judy Brown from Christ the King, Missouri. Oh my god, that's me! Quick, go on down already! And Miss Claudine Randolph from Tampa, Florida. Breathe, Judy. You've been preparing for this. All right, now let's go beat our first contestant, Mrs. Fran Childress. Now it says here you and your husband own a little green grocers. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And you have two sons eating you out of house and home, don't you? Yes, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> there, there, Mrs. Childress. So the green grocer isn't doing so hot right now, I understand. <laughs> What's wrong with the good people of Omaha that they're not shopping at your store? And so on it went until Judy's turn. Finally, the chance to tell her story. Now, Mrs. Brown, why don't you tell us a little about what brings you on the show today? Yes, Mr. Bailey. Jack, please. First, I'd like to say that I'm a very big fan of your show. Ever since I first saw it on my best friend Betty's Westinghouse television. Hi, Betty! You're doing great! A fine friend, with fine taste in programs and manufacturers. You were saying, Mrs. Brown? Quite recently, my two children caught the flu when the season changed. Somehow they got it in their heads to go play outside. And now they're in the hospital with pneumonia. Huh. What's the matter? Didn't anyone tell them not to go out without a jacket? <laughs> Just kidding, folks. We all know children are want to make unfathomable choices. After that, my husband got passed over for a promotion at his work, which would have made all the difference for our children, since we haven't any money saved. Worst of all, he thinks I'm a bad mommy and wants a... I can't say it. There. There. We won't ask you anymore. But for one thing... What would you like if our audience crowns you queen? Jack, just knowing the audience chose to crown little old me, why, I think that could get me through anything. But if I had to choose, I mean, really, really choose, I'd like one of those new Zenith TV sets with the wireless remote control. What better way to watch this program? 
The one escape I've had each day from all my troubles. Well, I think our audience could certainly empathize with that. This is Judy Brown asking for a Zeta television set with a wireless remote control. What won't they think of next? Let's bring up our next contestant, Mrs. Claudine Randolph, all the way from Tampa, Florida. You aced it, Judy Alice Brown, and that's not apple butter. You spun your tail of sorrow and had them eating out of the palm of your hand. Even Jack Bailey himself. I dare say you're as good as crowned, your majesty. And I understand you have seven children, Mrs. Randolph? Did I just hear correctly? Yes, sir. Each born on a different day of the week. That's why what I want most of all is a babysitter for two weeks so I can have time to recover from my operation. Well, there you have it. Mrs. Randolph of Tampa asking for a babysitter for her seven children. This can't be happening. That... that B-I-C-H... Let's go to the voting. Audience members, clap for the woman you believe most deserves to win. The one with the most applause will be your queen for a day. Contestant one. Contestant two. Okay, Judy. You can still win. Look pleading. Contestant three. Go, Judy! Contestant four. What a contest! Your queen for a day is... No! Contestant three's got the replacement needles from the Singer sewing machine display. She's holding them to Mr. Bailey's throat. Quick! Go to a sponsor! For the love of God! Say, see this sewing machine needle so busy at work? Well, keep your eye on it, for it's going to take you to a really exciting offer. This is the needle of a Singer sewing machine, whose name and reputation you've known all your life. Remember, the Singer economy model in this beautiful walnut cabinet is only $149.95, with a down payment of only $14.95. So try one of these Singers in your home soon. There's no charge, no obligation of any kind. Just phone or stop in at your Singer Sewing Center tomorrow and ask for your free home trial. We now return to the hostage situation in progress. All right, Mrs. Brown, you've got our attention. Let's not do anything we can't take back. Now, what exactly do you want? You know darn well what I want. You are about to give my crown away to that upstart over there. You don't know that. That's a laugh. She has seven children. Any more than five, you always just give it to them. Judy. Not now, Betty. Judy, the police are here. Freeze, lady. Put down young needles. Never. Oh, now hold on, Mrs. Brown. Uh, I'm sure we can work out something here where no one gets hurt, least of all me. Let's be reasonable and listen to what the nice officer has to say. Miss, you're in a lot less trouble if you give up now. I'm not giving up until he declares me your majesty. Why, sure, y your majesty. Don't patronize me, Jack Bailey. I want the whole coronation on live television. That goes against the very democracy of the show. We can't just give the crown to whoever storms in and takes it like we're a bunch of Frenchmen. Let Mr. Bailey go! Yeah, let the real queen take the throne. Silence! You don't know how hard I worked for this. While the other women up here did nothing but let their lives become a panic, I worked my caboose off for it. 
I made my children play in the cold. I made my husband lose his promotion. Then I burned all our money to see the stupid look on his face as his life went up in smoke. Of course he threw me out. You're a mad woman. You got that right. I'm the Salome of the suburbs, the Lady Macbeth of little women. Why, I'm the Bloody Mary of modern mothers. You should be honored to bow before me. Reinforcements are on the way. You're not going to like how this goes down, lady. Wait, uh, Steve, how much more time we got on those commercials? About 30 more seconds, unless we replay one. Judy, uh, may I call you Judy? Please, the Royal Miss Judy. Judy, uh, if we give you the crown, the music, the procession, everything, do you promise to go peacefully with the officer when the broadcast ends? What about the prizes? All of them. Even that remote-controlled TV you want. Well, I suppose. But I do have just one more request. I want my children to watch so they see I'm a good mommy. Get the phone! Hurry! Room 402, Truman Memorial, Christ the King, Missouri. Ringing, I'm putting them on speakers. Hello? Tom? Hello, I'm calling on behalf of NBC Studios at- Is this that miserable housewife show? Ask him what he's doing there. Sir, your wife wants to know what- Tell her I lost my job and have to take the children home since I can't afford their bills. Won't be able to afford the mortgage too long, either. Never mind all that. Turn on the television. I'm about to be crowned queen. Hi, kids! Kids, say bye, Mommy. Bye, Mommy. Ready? Betty, how do I look? Fit for a queen, Your Majesty. Roll camera. And now we return to Queen for a Day, where you have just chosen Mrs. Judy Alice Brown of Christ the King, Missouri, as your Queen for a Day. Applaud now, that's it! Let's take a look at your prizes. Oh, look at that! A new washer and dryer from Maytag! And what's this? Why, yes, a lifetime supply of psst, brand shampoo! What about my television? What? Uh, yes, uh, you'll get that too. So, how do you feel, Your Majesty? Was it all worth it? You know what, Jack? I think it was. Wonderful! Signing off, this is Jack Bailey, wishing we could make every woman a queen for every day. Bye, everybody. Now let's go, your highness. Wait, no, I... I changed my mind. Too late for that. You can't arrest me today. I'm the queen. What about my prizes? You'll be damned if you get a prize out of me, you crazy skirt. I've seen a lot of nutty broads, but you take the proverbial fruitcake. How can you say that? I'm queen, I tell you! Now, me too, lady, me too. Hey, that's my crown! You can't take that! Betty, tell him to let me go! Betty? Betty! Hi, Mr. Bailey. My name's Betty Walters, friend of the incarcerated royalty. I just wanted to say, I think you handled that so well. I've known Judy for some years, and let me tell you, this was a long time coming. Any chance you'd be interested in an interview? We could talk over dinner. Curse you, Betty! This is all your fault! You never should have introduced me to this horrid show! Somebody help! Tom! Children! Somebody! Well, Agnes, that was quite dramatic. Can you believe that woman's nerve? Not at all, Dolores. I'm glad we came today. As so often has occurred in the annals of history, 
Judy enjoyed a brief reign of glory only for it to end suddenly and without ceremony. Her time in custody was limited, followed by her complete disappearance. Per the practices of the time, the show was never recorded, living on only in fading memories and mistold legend. One can only imagine Judy living out the rest of her days in front of the device that got her in all this trouble in the first place. Though perhaps the madness within her, that compulsive need for validation whatever the cost, would have only festered further in her isolated suburban life until it found another way to express itself. That, however, would be another desperate nightmare. You have been listening to Desperate Nightmares from Christ the King, Missouri, episode Queen for a Day. Starring the Christ the King players, Sadie Kelchikian as Judy Brown, Chase Anderson as Tom Brown and the announcer, Lizanne Remar as Betty, Dottie, Fran Childress, and Dolores. Sam Lasseter as Timmy, Claudine Rudolph, and Agnes. Drew Richardson as Mr. Pritchett and Jack Bailey, Reeves Elliott as the police officer, and as always, Willard Fresco as himself. Dramatized by Reeves Elliott, edited by Jack Healy, and mastered by Travis the Young. Recorded at Christ the King Studios by Travis the Young in Brooklyn, New York. Narration recorded by Willard Fresco in the basement of Christ the King Second Methodist Church, Christ the King, Missouri. Opening and closing themes by Arrington Dedinisa, Willard Fresco, and Edward Elgar. Additional music from Kevin McLeod, Audionautics, Twin Musicom, and Edward Elgar. Sound effects from freesound.org and the YouTube audio library. Desperate Nightmares from Christ the King, Missouri, brought to you by executive producer Willard Fresco, co-producers Reeves Elliott and Jack Healy. Copyright 2016 for Christ the King Productions. All rights reserved. Please rate and review on iTunes, and if you can, support us on our Patreon page. Every little bit helps to keep Willard and the Nightmares alive. 